Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman joining you on a Thursday morning, just two days away from the start of the college football season for Mississippi. Oh, my goodness, yes. You can continue talking. I was just going to continue to sing praises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, Big show lined up for you today. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys for listening. We always appreciate you guys checking in with us, no matter where it might be. We saw the day we have 309 reviews on uh, iTunes, and we are averaging five stars. So you guys are doing your job. We appreciate that. We do our job. You do your job. So if you haven't been to the iTunes place yet to review us, Mm -hmm. please go today and click five stars. Only go if you're going to click five stars. (laughs) Don't need you otherwise. And remember, in the review itself, say what you want. That's something we didn't do. We need to look through those reviews and have you're like, these guys are terrible, but I gave them five stars. I want to hear that. I want to know who's not. Who's As Mama ba- was it Mama Bambi or Mama Thumper that said, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all? I'm pretty sure that's Mama Thumper. Either way. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's good good life advice. If you can't give us five stars, eh, just don't review us. We'd rather have no stars. I mean, by yeah. no stars, we mean don't review at all. Don't don't review and give no stars. Yes. Uh, thank you guys for listening, being at supertalk.fm. Wherever you get your podcast, I want to thank you for tuning in, especially our servicemen and women out there. Getting close to Labor Day, which means that's a federal holiday. Hopefully, you guys get to come home for a little, you know, get a little R and R this weekend. You deserve it. Again, if you want to pass that along to your commanding officer, I am more than happy to talk to them. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Hopefully, you checked in on Stranger Appreciation Day. I did. Got some, oh, got some deals. There you that's go. Nice. Uh, next one will be coming up before you know it. So. Don't forget to check in with them. And, of course, next weekend when you're up here, get your morning started with uh, with Strange Brew Coffee. And or, get you, or get your night fueled by Strange Brew Coffee. Or, either, either one. or a turn and spoon ice cream. A little either sugar one. rush. Can't go wrong. All right. We got a good show. We got a, we got a little recruiting to talk about, so we'll get to hear the recruiting song today. But first, as we've done every year for the past four years on either this podcast or the B&B show prior to that. Or that inferior product before hey, I hey, joined hey, the show. Hey, hey, hey. You, you not with that. None of that. There will be none of that. Uh, but before Joel was here, yes, the B&B show, we had our annual media poll, and we are going to reveal the results of that today. First off, I want to give a a, uh, a thank you to everybody who participated. You're well, welcome. Well, you are certainly one. You're number two on the list. Next to? Brian hey, Haydad. Yeah. The A, the host of the show, B, <laughs> the guy who puts the poll together, and C, the old guy. Boom. Boom. That's right. Uh, so here, thanks age, to age before beauty for sure. Beauty was a horse. Uh, Brian Haydad, of course, myself. Joel Coleman, thank you. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com. Tyler Horka of the Jackson Clarion Ledger. Nor- Logan Lowry of the Northeast Mississippi. Is it the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal? Yes. I or is it North so. Mississippi? It is Northeast Mississippi because I believe their website either is or used to be NEMS 360 okay. or something like that. So uh, NE would mean Northeast. Both Robbie Falk and Paul Jones from 24 7. Uh, ben Portnoy, the new guy on this year's poll uh, from the commercial. We have two, a couple of new people in the poll this year. Ben Portnoy, though, for the commercial dispatch. Matt Wyatt over there on ESPN 105.9. And, of course, Matt Wyatt Media. I, I put the ESPN. I, I didn't feel like it rolled. Matt Wyatt, Matt Wyatt Media. I didn't, I didn't like the roll of that, so I, I, I threw a little extra in. Brett Hudson, our first ever Alabama beat writer <laughs> on the uh, the pod, or on the, uh, the poll uh, of the Tuscaloosa News. We got his. I got his results in before he left, and I'm just going to put him out there because you know he knows what he's talking about. Brandon Walker, Brandon Walker of Barstool Sports, 
Tom Ebel from WCBI, and Mackenzie Salmon from the Jackson Clearing Ledger as well. So I doubled Shout up. out to Brandon Walker, by the way. Brandon Walker. He saved me five bucks the other day. How do you do that? Because there is a, there a promo code or something. No, there is a Brandon Walker special still at Maroon and Company. Oh, okay. And so you still get ten percent off. Here I am advertising someone else's ads, but hey, you know what, Brent, Brandon, if you're listening, thanks for the five bucks. You All make right. more of me now anyway, though, so you could have just given me five bucks. You're welcome, Joel. Also, beep. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Let's dive into this poll. Uh, my first question for everybody this year was the, the. I think I asked the same question a season ago, which was. Uh, QB over 60% completion percentage. We got a mixed panel, as you might have guessed, uh, including here on this very show, a, a mixed panel. I said no. I say between 57 and 59%. Just Stevens is a career 58% passer. If he holds to that, I don't think anybody's going to be complaining about the offense in Mississippi State. Joel T. Coleman says yes, but barely. 60.1. That's exactly what I'm thinking, man. I, I'm thinking like by, by one Six completion. out of or 10. Something. Like, it's going to be by the skin of his teeth. But I, I just – I feel like there's going to be such an emphasis on it this year that I could see them – I'm not going to say that they're going to game plan to hit that 60% mark, mm-hmm. but I just feel like that, that they're going to draw a place to make sure that that they are darn close to it. And I think that, that Tommy, giving his, given his reputation and all that we've heard and, and just everything, I think that State's going to barely squeak above that. Well – Let's look at the other yeses on the list here. Steve Robertson was a yes. Robbie Falk and Paul Jones. Ben Portnoy says yes, maybe as high as 63%. Ooh. He likes that. Matt Wyatt's a yes. Brett Hudson set it in stone, 62%. So we're, we're, we're going to hold him to that. Tom Ebel and Mackenzie Salmon all say uh, 60% or better. On the nose with me, Brandon Walker. Brandon Walker. I'm going to stop doing that. Brandon Walker, Logan Lowry, and Tyler Horka. So more yeses than noes. <clears throat> A lot more faith this year. Now, I think last year. Why you guys got to be so negative, Brian? I need to bring. I need to find last year's poll to see who people, what people uh, voted last year. I need, to, I need to do that. But I'm pretty sure last year it was about the same. Well, know? I think you know last year's poll to show its accuracy. I think I may have said that Gidry and Wap were going to have huge years, and Wap had yeah. like two catches. You also said eleven and one. Yeah. So, so just you know, disclaimer on all this poll crap. Um, don't listen to me. Now listen, Which is general. Listen to Joel. Listen. Just, just don't, don't believe, believe what he that's says. Fair. All right. To tie it in to the next question, I decided to go receiver route. Uh, I want to know, and this is the question we asked, and if I put Joe Moorhead, Mississippi State University, on here, he's going to say yes. Yep. Will there be a five-yard yes, a 500 yard receiver on this uh, roster? A lot more yeses uh, this time around. You and I, the uh, same answer from what I can tell. Stephen Gidry will be that 500-yard receiver. Yeah, that's that's my, my I think the safest bet. Let's see. Do who do we have a no at all? Everybody says yes. A no at all. It's not a no at all. It's a no at all. Everybody was a yes on this one. Uh, other people who gave some uh, potential uh, answers. Steve Robertson is expecting big things. He says two, maybe three, 500 plus receivers. That would be huge. If that's the case, I think states nine and three. They'll be nine and three pretty easily. I would think at that point because they're going to be able to run the ball. Uh, Tyler Hooker, just a yes. Uh, Logan Lowry says yes, but not much more than that. Not expecting a uh, a multiple receivers. And not expecting much more than 500 yards, which is fair. Uh, let's see here. Paul Jones says yes, probably maybe two. He thinks they can get two. Ben Portnoy is with us. Gidry. Uh, Brett Hudson says possibly two. Brandon Walker and Tom Ebel agree that yes, and it's going to be Isaiah Zuber will be that guy. Mackenzie Salmon had the most interesting answer. She said possibly Kylan Hill. I would if Kylan Hill is State's leading receiver and leading rusher, 
and he's a 500-yard receiver, well, in he, theory, he's, he's on the periphery of Heisman discussion. In theory, you could have 500 yards and not be the leading receiver. So she, you think she thinks there might be more than one? Well, I, I'm not. I don't know what she thinks. There's no telling, McKenzie. I don't know what you're thinking, but I, I will say that you could have 500 yard receiving and still not be the leading receiver on the team. So okay, that's true. <laughs> but if, if Kylan Hill has, yes, I agree with you. I, I, I will say too that, and look, I, this is not a knock on McKenzie. I will be floored if Kylan Hill has over 500 yards. That would be surprising. Receiving. Yeah, if he does, you're talking about he's going to be close to probably the 17, 1800 yards. Uh, Total. Yeah. Now I do and think probably, he's capable of that. Probably in the fifteen to twenty touchdown range. I mean, I mean he has his the first team all SEC. Yeah. And you're right. If he's over that compared, you know, a couple of what we think he's going to do rushing wise, you're right. He's a, he's he's Heisman discussion. Yeah. Anyway. I agree. All right. Sort of a similar. A lot of these questions were similar to last year, just because I feel like there's some some of the same questions need to be answered. And that was, I think last year I asked about a top ten defense. We got some no's last year. Those people were wrong. This year, I made it a little, a little, I gave it a little more wiggle room and said top twenty. So let's see who says what. Uh, how many yeses do we have? Steve Robertson's a yes. Logan Lowry's a yes, but he put a caveat on there. The D line has to come together. I think he feels good about everything else. Uh, Robbie Falk, Paul Jones, both say yes, and then Mackenzie Salmon also a yes. In the nose, everybody seems to think it's going to be pretty close. I said no. Joel says no, but he would have said yes if I said top twenty-five. So it's it's the, the the margin is that that narrow for you? I think it's that close. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't see this defense falling off a cliff into the the middle of the pack, but top twenty to me still sounds awfully mm-hmm. aggressive to say, given what this this defense lost. Yeah. Um, I will say though that the schedule, particularly early, I mean, you know, you, you're playing some teams that you might can kind of bottle up and and you know, when you're looking at these yard per game averages and such. You know, you might can really boost how things look statistically by just getting off to a strong early start in those first four games. Yeah. So, uh, but but yeah, I think that probably they settle in around the uh, yeah in, in the twenty to twenty five range. Okay, that's a no from uh, Tyler Horka and Ben Portnoy. Matt Wyatt, same top twenty five, not not top twenty. Same with Brett Hudson, top thirty. Uh, same with Brandon Walker. Tom Ebbles a no. And I think I mentioned Mackenzie Simon was a yes. All right. These are the, these next three questions I ask them every year. First one: What game is State going to be favored in that they're the most likely to lose? There was almost a consensus on this. Almost a consensus. Tennessee was picked by me, you, Steve, Tyler, Logan, Robbie, Paul, Ben, uh, Brandon, Tom, and Tom. So, only three people went against that. Uh, of those three people, Mackenzie Salmon said Kentucky. Now, I, I, to me, that makes me think that she thinks State will be not favored against Tennessee. I don't know if that's the case or not. And I mean, right now, as we sit here, State could not be favored in that game. It's a road SEC game. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, if, if look, if Tommy Stevens comes out and he doesn't look all that good, and then you couple all that with mm-hmm. – all this suspension and who's not playing and things. I mean, it'd be really easy to favor Tennessee by then. Yeah. Who knows? Brett Hudson says he thinks State will be favored against Texas A&M, which I'm surprised by, but that's that's his pick. And I, then, I think that I, you know, when we did our picks, I kind of said the same thing. I thought State would beat A&M. Mm-hmm. My tune has just kind of, I, I, I think the whole Tudor Gate thing has kind of 
maybe taking a win off the boards for me. I think I had State actually going nine and three you because did. I had them beating A and M, and now I've settled into the the eight and four camp here a little bit, which means I, I guess I think they're going to lose at A and M. But but yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to think State could beat A and M because they've been beating the crap out of them the last five years for the most part. So it's not not an outside the box thing to think that they could go over and win. Uh, and then uh, the other uh, pick was Matt Wyatt, who said he didn't care who anybody was favored by. So I'm going to take that as he thinks Ole Miss is going to beat Mississippi State. Matt Wyatt is a rebel. <laughs> We've been trying to tell you all for years. Matt Wyatt is on the record now saying he thinks Ole Miss will beat Mississippi State. I will say if anyone in this media According corps, to me. if anyone in this media corps needs to have that opinion, it's probably him because happy wife, happy life. So I'm just saying. All right, uh, almost the same. Well, not not as much consensus for the next question, which is the inverse of the previous question, which is a game you think State is favored to lose or predicted to lose, but you think they can win. Auburn was the prevailing choice here. Me, you, Tyler, uh, Paul, Ben, uh, Brett. Oh, Brett, that's it. Texas A&M got a couple of votes. Mackenzie Salmon voted for Texas A&M, as did Robbie Falk. And Steve Robertson. And then the other one that surprised me is LSU got multiple votes. LSU got a vote from Logan, Matt, Brandon, and Tom. I thought uh, Brandon had a really good point in his where he said, as long as Ed Orgeron's the coach, anything's possible. That's true. I'm with him on that. I'm very much with him on that. I'm still very much against you in the thought process that you had the other day in that if Mississippi State found itself coachless and there were only two candidates out there, Joe Moorhead and Ed Orgeron, you said you would hire Ed Orgeron. I'm still very much against that because I have zero faith in Ed Orgeron as a head football coach. I don't care what his record's been in the last few years. He's going to have to do it a little more before I, before I jump on the Eddie O bandwagon. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree, but he's, I mean, he's done a good job at LSU. I, I don't see that as a game State could win. I, just don't. I, don't, I don't either. But we'll, we'll find out, I guess, in a, in a few months. And then the uh, – the final uh, tally was for the uh, record of the season, 100% across the board, 8-4. and four. Really? Yeah. Everybody. The only one that's different is Tom Ebel, who said it's a toss-up between 8-4, and 9-3. and three. Nobody's willing to put their neck out there for more than 8-4. and four. And even then, I don't know, if we're, I feel like I'm putting my neck out a little bit at 8-4. and four. If you take Tudor Gate away, I would have stuck with 9-3, and three, like I had on our original predictions a week or two ago. I just... I don't know, man. I, I think it's going to be razor thin in there for one of those games. And I, I could see the depth issues that might arise because of all of that becoming a thing. Because, you know, I, I think if State remains 100% healthy, then it may not be too big of an issue with, with player suspension and stuff. But where the player suspension thing is really going to get you is if, you know, a couple of guys get really banged up in some <clears throat> in some key spots. And, and then you're, you're just digging – and throwing guys out there that, you know, probably wouldn't have played that important of a role. But we'll, we'll see, you know. But I, I do think that 8-4 and four is still very much possible. And if everything goes exactly right, 9-3 and three is very attainable. Very few surprises in this. Very few. I think if you said what's the biggest surprise, 
maybe that two guys think Zuber's going to be that 500-yard receiver when he's not even scheduled to be a starter right this second. I mean, maybe I think he could take over that role. He's certainly got the talent. But Is it kind of weird that State right now, for all the variables, whether it's the suspension thing or the new quarterback or the, you know, how's Joe Moorhead's offense going to click in year two, despite all the variables, I feel like from a result standpoint, like there's very little wiggle room in how this could go. I, I feel like State's like, Floor seven five, ceiling nine and three, and it's going to be somewhere in there. Like I, I don't think state could go six and six or worse, and I don't think they can go ten and two or better. I, I really feel like it's seven, eight, or nine win. Period. Like I, I and I may end up end of the year be absolutely wrong, but well, I, I, mean, I don't feel like there's much wiggle room. They're a favorite in seven games for sure. They're a favorite in the four non conference games: Ole Miss, Arkansas, Kentucky. They're going to be favored in those games. So I mean, if they just win those, they're seven. Yeah, it's just it's just a matter of picking up one more win in you know what I would say right now is at worst two toss up games and maybe three with with Texas A and M. So yeah, I mean it it doesn't feel like it feels like you're sort of locked in. That's why if it's not if it's six and six or worse, Morehead's in a ton of trouble. Yeah, no question about that. But by the same token, if he's nine and three or better, everybody's back on board. Because because again, if he's six and six or worse. Then he goes into year three, potentially coaching for his job with a freshman quarterback. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> That's yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's that would be tough. Almost guaranteed at that point, I would imagine another transfer quarterback. If if six and six are worse this year, you can't turn it over to a freshman in year in year three. You just can't. So that's that's a good interesting point though. We'll we'll talk about that a year from now in the media poll. What we'll do. So again, thanks to everybody for uh, participating. I always appreciate that. You're welcome, bro. You're welcome. I appreciate that. And I will uh, we'll have the uh, the full uh, graphic with everything on it uh, tomorrow, so you can uh, you can old takes expose us. Do what you got to do, and uh, take it from there. All right. Uh, let's see. What else do we have to talk about today? This 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 recruiting class is something else. I not that it's not it's a good class. I'm not I'm not saying it's something else in terms of oh my gosh they just another another five star. It's it's but it is a solid recruiting class. But it's at 24 commitments. And it is August the 29th as you're listening to this. We're still, you know, four months, or three three months and some change from the from the early signing period. It's kind of like cleaning your house before you go on vacation. That way when you get home, it's already clean. Yeah. What state's done with this recruiting class? It really like, just, just get everybody in the boat. That way during the season, you don't have to do much, but maintain. Now, Jaden Wally is the new uh, commitment, an athlete. Plays quarterback for his team down in D'Iberville, but... Uh, Will in all likelihood be a receiver at the next level. Six foot one, hundred seventy five pound, three star athlete, rated as the number seventeen player in the state of Mississippi. Uh, from what I can tell, a guy that had been leaning Mississippi State, trending Mississippi State uh, for quite a while. Again, MSU. You know, I don't know how these players are going to turn out, but they had a need at wide receiver this year, and they have done a pretty fantastic job of filling that up both with JUCO guys and with high school guys. Now, in the high school ranks, you've got Tulu Griffin. Uh, you've got, like I just mentioned, uh, Jalen uh, – I'm sorry, Jaden Wally. Then you've got your 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 uh, JUCO guys and Caleb Ducking. You've got Malik Heath, obviously. And then, of course, you have – you know we'll have to see what happens with uh, Shaquan Anderson-Butts and with John Corey's Patterson. But even if one of those guys makes it in, 
you're going to have, you know, a, that that that's what you needed to have happen in this recruiting class. You had to get some more playmakers uh, in the passing game. And then you look ahead to next season, which we talked about a few weeks ago. You know, you've got two guys committed, but they are both top four high four-star receivers. So feels like the tide's turning a little bit, you know, no pun intended there, uh, in terms of what MSU is getting from receivers and recruiting. Because for a long time, not only was it you weren't getting guys early, but you were constantly going to plan B, C, D guys. Yeah, and I guess here's an area where you can point at Dan Mullen and say he just kind of left the cupboard bare and you just had to restock, mm-hmm. basically. And that's what Joe Moorhead and company have done. You know, they've they've given themselves plenty of options. You know, they this year they hit the – the transfer portal market got Zuber. Um, I think they've done a really good job at, at giving State a chance to have the, the the playmakers downfield that Joe needs to run his offense most efficiently. So, I mean, at, at this juncture, we'll see, like you said, who comes and, and who doesn't and who sticks and who doesn't. But right now, you, you just got to pat that staff on the back for putting, you know, obvious emphasis on that position, and, and they just they keep reeling them in. Yeah. So, like I said, 24 commitments now for Mississippi State. But again, and, and I've mentioned this a few times, there are still a ton of guys that they would take if, if they were to come to Mississippi State. So, I'll go ahead and tell you this right now. I, I fully expect this. Somebody who's in this class today will not be there when we a year from today when we're talking about who's on the roster. They, they just won't be. Because you got 24 guys, and right now, of guys who, who I think realistically – could be at Mississippi State. A guy like Alex Adams, who was committed, could could get back into the fold. A guy like Rodney Gross Jr., who has been leaning towards Mississippi State for quite a while. Um, a guy like, let me see some more names here on the, on the target list. Of course, you know, it's somebody like, I don't, I don't expect this player, but if McKinley Jackson were to decide he wanted to commit to Mississippi State, or if you could flip Khalil Benson from Ole Miss, or if you could flip... Uh, Eli Acker from Ole Miss. You take those guys. So, you know, you could end up with 28, 29 guys. If that's the case, you know, I would expect somebody. And that's the thing, though. I don't know who that person would be because, the you know, if you say, okay, well, who's at the bottom of the class? Well, just based on rankings, you've got two of your – you've got three defensive linemen that they're very high on. Armandus Cooley from Wayne County, who people believe you – know, we talked to Paul Jones and Steve Robertson over at uh, 24-7 when they re-rank – Guys for this season, he's a guy who's going to take a big jump. They like him a lot. Then you've got Benjamin Key and Devontae McCray, two Juco defensive linemen that they really, really like. They're really, really high on. So, like, who is the person that's going to come out of this class, barring, you know, and I'll, it's it's possible that, you know, some guys will leave the class voluntarily. It, happens, it seems to happen every year. You know, a guy like Emmanuel Forbes, I know there's been a lot of talk about him maybe flipping to Ole Miss. Grenada is, is a Ole Miss town for the most part. Uh, there's been some talk that you know that Patterson I mentioned earlier might not be a part of this class. Um, you could see somebody like I know Sebastian Dolsing, the tackle out of a Capaya Lincoln Community College, is a Florida guy. So what happens if Florida or Florida State decides to offer him? He's probably going to go to Florida, or Florida State. Uh, same thing with uh, the the linebacker out of Cohen, Ty, Tyrus Wheat. He's a Louisiana kid. If LSU comes in at the last minute. You know you you, you would expect him to, to flip. So there's obviously it's, it's like I said, it's three months and some change, but Right now, twenty-four commitments is it's it's just interesting to see, but it's it's a solid class at least, if nothing else. Yeah. So yeah, and like, and and you you had some needs. You had to get a quarterback. Obviously, you've done that. You had to get a, a, run, a couple of running backs in this class. You've done that. You had to get some receivers, and you had to get some some instant JUCO guys who can come in on the defensive line. You've got four of those in Davis, Key, 
uh, McCray and uh, oh, who am I leaving off? Uh, Trey Lawson. Well, if Joe Morehead is nothing else, he's a very intelligent guy. I mean, if you and I can sit here and see this and see it's filling up and you know wonder what's going to happen if so and so decides to, I guarantee there's a game plan sitting over there in that Leo Seal complex, either in Morehead's head or maybe on a sheet of paper somewhere. You know, that kind of outlines here's what we're going to do if so and so hops on the boat. You know, it's it's isn't going to be a, a scenario where people are going to commit and things and then state's going to have to figure something i i would say they probably they're prepared to handle this situation should that arise yeah i agree i agree all right tomorrow's show is three p's we will be at the start of football season as far as we're concerned uh with our annual preview and it's not annual it's weekly preview playmaker and prediction podcast so it's really four p's but i will just call it three because you know branding hashtag branding we'll talk about that tomorrow Look forward to uh, hearing from you guys between now and then. Hope you guys enjoy the media poll. Said I will t- uh, tweet out the uh, the graphic a little later today, and we'll uh, we'll move forward. And the season is just about here. Don't forget uh, later today, Sports Talk Mississippi will be live at the Golden Moon Resort at the Timeout uh, Sports Lounge. I will be placing a bet, Joel. If you want to send me some of your money, I will pile it onto my bet. I will not bet for you. I will only bet for myself, and then I can maybe buy you lunch with our winnings. Or, you know, you don't have to give me any money. Either way, whatever you want to do. You could just buy me lunch with your winnings anyway. Yeah, but if you didn't if you didn't put in on this, man, I don't know if I want to do that. It's better to give than to receive. That's what they say. I don't know if it's true or not. Well, let's put it to the test. Well, we'll find out. All right, guys. <laughs> have a great uh, Thursday. Back with you on Friday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.